Dylan Gilbert, and welcome to the Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Today, as always, I am joined by David Fox. Hello. And Gary Winnick. Hey there. And today we're just going to talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do this week. And I think I'll start because I think uh, David and Gary have started the other two uh, the other two times. So what I did last week is I did a big uh, refactoring of the engine, uh, taking the uh, kind of the actor entity and the object entity, which ended up sharing a whole lot of the same code. So I combined them into this single entity, which I call an obtor. And so that just re- required a lot of refactoring, but I got that in and I think the code's a little bit cleaner and it's going to give us some more flexibility with how you know we how we can treat object and actors like for example you know objects always had verbs you know you could call the open or the close or the push or the pull but now that I've combined them you can actually call verbs on actors as well which I think will make things interesting I did a whole lot of bug fixes. David keeps uh, finding really good bugs as he's working on the stuff so I've been scrambling to keep up with him I got the cutscene structure in, so we can now call cutscenes. And the cutscenes are kind of interesting because, you know, when you call a cutscene, it saves the state of the game a little bit, and it can call the cutscene, and when the cutscene ends, you know, it restores things back. It follows the actor it was following, and et cetera. So they're kind of they're kind of nice structures. Uh, I fixed a bug uh, in the walk boxes that was kind of annoying me, and I wasn't really sure whether it was a bug or not. But then David found a case that was causing some problems, so I fixed that. And I started to look just very, very early. Started to look at the console. Uh, ports and you know whether we want to do those whether those make sense so I talked to a friend of mine who I would like to do the do the ports and we just chatted about it to see what kind of the scope and with the work involved in that and I also talked to somebody who I'd like to bring on as the lead tester um, probably in a few months when we get to that point so that's what I did last week next week I think it's just going to be um, lots of bug fixes uh, chasing behind David <laughs> Okay, should I go next? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm assuming everyone here knows what a cutscene is, but just in case, it's a scene which is non-interactive. Uh, usually we turn off the user interface and play out some little snippet of stuff where things happen or different characters say things. So I got to do, with Ron's new code, I got to do my first couple of cutscenes. Uh, one of them kind of reminiscent of the stewardess in Zach McCracken where I got to take a worker who I've been frustrated with in real life and make them nasty in the game and did that with a a postal worker. (laughs) And I'm not done with that one yet, but that was fine. Not that there's anything wrong with postal workers. Postal workers Not that they're all nasty and mean. No. And and I've been to post offices where there's at least one that was nice. And often, though, I've had issues with them. They're just Anyway, I, I think yeah. I think mean and nasty characters are more fun to write for, though. Uh, yeah, Mo- mostly they were just bored. No, that's not very fun. So this one, um, a little bit more irritable. Also got to do some of initial work on some more sewer sections, although they're not connected together. But but they, but they will be in the real game, in the actual game. I hope so. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we're not going to have any rooms where they just, you know, are there, and you maybe see cutscene from them, but you never actually get to go there. Right. Right. It's kind of like it actually exists in town. Right. Yeah, I guess the Doctor Fred's lab in Maniac Mansion. Did you actually ever go there? You did at the very end. Yeah, you, you yeah, confronted okay. the media. You had to go through the lab to confront the media. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Although you didn't go to you didn't go to the talk show set. 
There were there were a couple of rooms in Maniac Mansion which yeah. were only featured in cutscenes. Yeah, you didn't go to Mark Eater's um, office or whatever, right. you know. Mark Mark Eater. Mark it Eater Eater. <laughs> uh there were some more um circus rooms that looked really great that I got to do. We found that bug that Ron mentioned where you know, during debugging, often we can we can shift and pop into rooms just to check them out. And there are a couple of rooms where I pop into and I couldn't move. And that was a walk box problem that Ron was able to fix. And that was just because I guess those were, you were landing in an area which wasn't the best place for a walk box or well, something. Yeah, the real issue, and it took me a while to figure this out, it was, it was kind of a weird little math problem. It's, you know, I, I have, when, when you place a character that's, um, or, you know, click on a point that's outside of a walk box, I, I try to find the closest point to where you clicked on. So if you click outside a walk box, the character will, walk, will still walk. They'll try to get where you were going. And the code that was determining the closest point to the walk box, then there was a separate piece of code that was determining whether you were actually inside a walk box at that moment. And the problem is that the closest point to the walk box code would would bring you right to the line of the walk box and then the code that was checking whether you were in the walk box there was just they were just mathematically off by like you know point oh 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 one and so it was kind of thinking that you weren't in the walk box when you really should have been so i just kind of gave it a you know more of a kind of you know an epsilon on the math stuff and then and then that seemed to fix that and it actually fixed a bunch of other problems that were annoying me with walking mm, good i Put in my first temporary sound effect. I don't know if you found it yet. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. Um, you, you're going to tell me where it is, or do I just have to go uh, find it? I, I, I can. I can just. I can just grep the source. No, I know you could find it. <laughs> um, try try using a wrench on something you're supposed to use it on. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I actually did that, and I and I it didn't register for me that with me that that was like new. Just like oh, you know, it's still it's feeling more like a, like a game sort of. Yeah, I'm sure. so I'm so impressed by the fact that I can do something as ridiculous as I'm going <laughs> to say this. You know, ring a doorbell or turn a knob. You know, yeah, is just no no animation crazy. yet for that stuff, but at least you can yeah. do a few things. Yeah, just make sure the sounds on. I have my, sometimes I have the sound off on my computer, so I would have missed it. But, uh, but it feels so much like maniac to have a character turn towards something from behind and just have something happen and them turn back and nothing. They don't do anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, no animation or anything. Yeah. We don't have a, a a face command yet, do we? Uh, I think there is. I think actor face, and then you give it a direction. And I think that. Oh yeah, the other thing I did was you know went through the dependency charts that you created and start adding some more inventory objects and rooms and updating more things there, adding more close-up screens and the lists of things we have to do. According to my the inventory list, there's over 100 inventory objects right now so far, oh, wow. 107. Um, looks like there's 32 that I still need art for. So that's... Uh, somebody will get around to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. G- Gary has people that do that. <laughs> yeah. Train my train my my underage children to do it, and I think that's about it. Okay, Gary, um, I'm going to ask one quick question. Do you have a, a re- re- recollection of how many inventory objects there were in Monkey Island by any chance? I'm just curious. No, I don't know that. I know how many rooms there were, but I don't know how many oh, okay. inventory items there were. Okay, I'm just curious. We'll, we'll we'll I'll check into that and see how it kind of stacks up against what we're doing because I'm just curious. Um, okay, last week I finished up sewer art, which I, wireframes, obviously, which I turned over to David, who was 
Um, and we were trying to connect that on a map and figure out where that stuff actually went, which was a little confusing because we're still sort of trying to sort of spatially figure out all the connectivity of everything in the game. But it's sort of coming together. So I worked on that. And then this week I proceeded to work um, on animating um, main characters. I'm probably going to focus on animation for a while. You guys have a lot of rooms and locations and we still have some to do, but I really wanted to get focused on animation because we had only had like one or two characters previously. So we need to populate the world more, which is David is doing that with both, you know, non-player characters as well as with wanting to make sure we get the main player characters in the game. I um, animated Ransom. I just finished that up. I'm sort of thinking about Franklin right now. Since Franklin's a ghost, I don't know if he walks around like everybody else does or if he kind of floats around or whatever. We need to sort of figure that out and see if, you know, maybe there's some happy medium or whether or not, you know, we want to have something different going on for that kind of character. Yeah, um, I think I think it would be interesting if he if he floated and he didn't walk. I'm yeah, not so, I'm not sure what that would look like. So yeah, I, I think I, it, I think would be I think it'd be interesting to try that out to see to see how he looks floating. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. And there's I will say this, this is not a spoiler, but Franklin's a ghost. There are a number of other ghosts in the game, and you know I want to come up with kind of a uh, a way of doing them that looks kind of unique and interesting. So we'll figure that out this week. I, I uh, like I like the idea of them. Maybe bobbing a little bit as he floats, so it's yeah. not just point to oh. point. Oh no, I wasn't thinking that he would just like you know go there like he was an X Man or something like that, you know. But it was come come up with something kind of interesting. Maybe they move a little bit. Maybe they move their feet. I don't know yet. We'll kind of figure that out. I'll probably do some different tests on that. Uh, and then I have to animate Dolores. And the issue I have with Dolores right now is uh, I had designed her for the Kickstarter wearing kind of an outfit was, was the funeral outfit, but I really need her to have kind of a regular casual outfit. So I'm sort of working on some designs for that that I'll run by you guys. And that's about it for right now. Okay, guess that is it, unless anyone else has uh, anything else to talk about. Next week I might not be here. I'm going to be out of town. So if I'm not, then I'll see you guys in two weeks. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.